Conversations are vital to audio, and that goes all the way back to like the beginnings of radio. Conversations can give purpose to a show and keep it friendly and make the listener feel like they're there at a table with you. And that's great. Hey, I'm John Lago Marcino, and this is I Should Start a Podcast, a show from Anchor about the ins and outs of podcasting. Today, we're going to talk about the other voices on your podcast, your co-hosts and your guests. Conversations are at the core of that idea of having other voices on your show. So let's start there with a show that brings a few voices to the table. My name is Katie Lee. I am a foreign correspondent based in Paris. And I'm Dominic Kramer. I'm an opera singer based in Amsterdam. And we are two old friends who studied together at Cambridge University and are podcast addicts. Katie and Dominic are the hosts of a podcast called The Europeans. Our podcast is a really not too serious look at what's been happening around the beautiful continent of Europe every week. In Europe, we're all obsessed with American news, basically. uh, And if it's not American news, then it's Brexit. So we tried to reframe the argument and and try and make something fun about Europe again. Um, And I think we're kind of doing that. What made you start a podcast together? Uh, I bullied him into it, basically. <laughs> we, we're both long-term podcast addicts and um, or, I mean, we've been friends for a decade, um, but we were both super into this idea of Europe. I think you both have to be really into the topic at hand, obviously, or it's not going to work. And uh, yeah, we thought we'd just give it a go, do a few demos and see if we have a nice kind of connection that's going to make this work. And it turned out that it kind of did. Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of The Europeans. I am Dominic in Amsterdam, and I'm speaking to my lovely friend, Katie Lee, in Paris. You're actually in Paris this week, aren't you? I am in Paris, where it's been a kind of crazy week as a journalist, actually. We've had, uh, uh, as part of the show, every week we invite one or two interesting people who are doing interesting things about around Europe, whether that is uh, musicians, writers, filmmakers, um, just anyone interested. We've, we've had a chef, a Michelin-starred chef, uh, we've had some translators on who have the quite tricky job of translating Donald Trump as a job. Uh, all kinds of people, really. Do you consider the Europeans to be an interview show? Um, to some extent. So we tend to have about a third of our show is just us talking. And a lot of people say that they really like that about our show. They like the rapport between us. It's very obvious that we're friends who go a long way back. Um, but yeah, like a serious chunk of our program is made up of interviews for sure. I think it's kind of unusual for an interview show to be two on one. What's the reason for it being co-hosted plus a third guest? Yeah, that is a good question. Um, I don't think we realized when we started off that it was so unusual, but as we started doing it, we realized that actually there is something a bit awkward about doing three-way interviews over the internet when it's quite difficult to interrupt each other. Um, But it's it's worked out um, because we have so much fun together doing it. And actually, we occasionally do interviews on our own with without the other one there, um, usually because of availability issues. And uh, it, that works as well, but it, it doesn't feel as fun for us, does it, Katie? Yeah, one thing I really like about doing it two-on-one is that you and me will quite often mock each other like, yeah. while we're doing it. And that adds this nice little element to it that I think, you know, helps people to relax and not take things too seriously and genuinely be able to get into a quite good, intimate chat about things. And I think it puts the audience at ease as well, because 
in the case of your listeners, you two are kind of the the draw and the rocks of your show, and the the guest is the variety. Yeah, and I think that's kind of happened by mistake. We really didn't set out for that to be the case. I think, if anything, when we were talking about the idea originally, and we did lots of demos, we did like nine or ten before we released any. But it's been a really nice surprise to us that uh, people seem to enjoy listening to us babbling away. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of talk these days about the new Nordic cuisine. So would you argue that your restaurants aren't part of that? You you don't see yourself as part of that movement or is it inevitable because you're in Copenhagen, you are? We're put in that category, but I've never wanting to be a part of it. I think the beauty about food and gastronomy is that it's been this way of uh, cultures to meet and merge and share ideas and knowledge and uh, traditions. Personally, I love interview shows because they're an opportunity to get a variety of viewpoints and experts over time. Now, we could do a whole podcast series on interview strategies and producing a great interview show. Uh, But for today, let's just talk about some basic tips. Booking interviews, especially with experts, can be a little bit tricky. Be patient and persistent, and it will come together. If you're just getting started with a show, maybe start with a guest you know or someone a friend knows. Over time, as your podcast grows and you get your footing, you'll be able to book bigger guests, just based on your reputation. That's actually what happened in the case of the Europeans. We started off by really leaning heavily on our contacts. As we got more listeners and more of a profile on social media and got written up in various uh, publications like BuzzFeed and Politico, we, we felt we were able to like show off in our emails and our direct messages to people and started aiming a bit higher. And we were amazed at how willing people are to give up 10 or 15 minutes of their time to come and chat to us and talk about whatever they're working on. Like, so most people, we just get in touch out of the blue via Twitter or find their email somehow. Um, and, and they almost always say yes. Regardless of who you're trying to book, here are some things to keep in mind. Pitch the idea of your show clearly and concisely. What's your show about and what makes it different from other podcasts about the same topic? Lay out really clearly when you're hoping to have the interview and how long it'll take. And uh, resist the urge to undershoot on this number because it won't serve anyone if you don't set realistic expectations. I've made this mistake before, and it sucks. If you've had other guests on your show already, send a link or two to your favorite episodes so the person you're pitching to can get a feel for the show. And, of course, it helps to be nice. How do you get people to come on your show? (laughs) Um... A, a very a very flattering email uh, always helps. <laughs> That's James T. Green. You might remember him from last week's show. He produces the Outline World Dispatch. If it feels thoughtful that this person would add value to the show, that always seems to help. So, like, when, when you're thinking of a guest to add to your show, like, is this guest the perfect person that will join for this show? Like, making that felt and making that, like, known really kind of makes the booking process a lot easier. Um, I would say flattery gets you a long way. Um, You know, just being really clued up on what that person does, saying, oh, I saw your interview that you did that was really interesting. I'd love to talk about it more with you. Just make it really obvious that you know who they are, you know what their work is, and make it feel like, make them feel like they'd be a really valued guest on your show. 
And also, I mean, maybe we do, we do this a lot naturally because we're British, uh, but like we over-apologise for everything. Um, but just make it clear that they would be doing you a favour and that you'd be really grateful. And uh, another thing I would suggest actually is that uh, if you're really struggling to find guests, find people who run podcasts of a similar size to yours, but on different topics. Um, they're often very willing to like do podcast interview swaps. I'm consistently amazed that literally anyone agrees to an interview ever. Yeah. I think people are nicer than we give them credit for. And also a lot of the time, you know, you have to bear in mind that people often have projects that they want to plug. You know, they're proud of what they do, especially if we're talking about people in creative industries. They want to shout from the rooftops about the great work that they're doing. I think also people are kind of just flattered to be asked and I think we we're also we also never think anyone's gonna say yes still to this day when we reach out to people but um yeah people like talking about themselves (laughs) now booking guests will probably take more time than you'd expect people are just generally bad at email so send out maybe a few requests to different people at the same time and start producing episodes in parallel And seriously, don't be discouraged if people turn you down. It happens all the time to people at all levels of experience. Again, we could spend a really long time talking about interview techniques, but here are a few really broad tips just to get you started. Write some questions in advance. You'll write more than you have time for, and that's totally fine. Try to order your questions so that they sort of tell a story and hold an arc. This is really hard to pull off, but it's absolutely worth the effort, especially if the format of your show is conversational and you don't do much editing to it. Even though you've got those questions in front of you, don't feel totally bound by them. Really listen to your guest and let the conversation unfold naturally. Again, this is way easier said than done, but it's worth the effort. During the session, keep an eye on the clock and change course or cut questions on the fly to make room for the things that you think are most important. Uh, Here's a pet peeve of mine. As the interview is wrapping up, don't say, okay, this is my last question. Just do the question. Maybe it'll be obviously a wrap-up question. Maybe it won't. Either way, that kind of feels like you're rushing the guest to the end. And as a listener, it makes me anxious thinking that they're running out of time. And lastly, don't intervene too much in the conversation. There are all kinds of interview styles, obviously, but give your guest room to speak uninterrupted. Presumably, you invited them on your show because you want to hear what they have to say. Let them say it. So that sounds like a lot, but above all, try to think about what the conversation sounds like to your listener. Let that listener be a silent person at the table with you, and let your guest be your episode. You can be there as a proxy for the listener. I want to talk about one more thing, uh, a new feature inside of Anchor. We just added this this past week, and we think it's kind of a cool way to connect with people you otherwise wouldn't talk to on your show. Now, I don't think about this podcast as being explicitly about Anchor, uh, but this feature is something totally weird and that I think could be used for some really interesting podcast segments and formats. It's called Co-Hosts, and it's the first thing you see in our app. You tap on a topic you want to talk about or write in your own. Then we match you with other users who also want to talk about that topic. You get 30 seconds to talk, and after that, the recording begins. When you're done, you both get the recording to add to your respective podcasts. I can think of a few really fun ways to use this. Maybe you want to get some color commentary on your show in addition to your regular hosts. 
Or maybe you want to find an expert to interview about some really specific obscure topic. Or maybe you want to start a brand new podcast about something really specific and you need to find the right person to make it with. You can use this tool to literally find a regular co-host for your show. It's really cool. It's only been a couple days, but here are a couple bits of conversation that have happened inside of co-hosts. I'm a handwriting specialist. Oh, really? And we have a really big issue here in the United Kingdom, and I'm sure it is throughout the world, um, where teachers have not been taught how to teach children how to hold a pencil correctly for writing. Tell me more about holding a pencil for art. Give me more information. Well, I like I like to hold my pencil on the side so that the side of the pencil most is making contact with the paper. And then, you know how you do it for... Our topic is aliens. Do you believe that um, aliens have visited Earth? Uh, I'm not sure about that, but I would believe that people would be naive to believe that there wouldn't be something else out there because, I mean, as immense as space can be. My team in England is Newcastle United. They're not great, but they're my team. (laughs) Okay. So, wait, how how did you end up supporting Newcastle? Well, okay. So that's an interesting story. I work for a sports network. Um, I'm okay. Not the name, but we used to air the English Premier League. See, it's super fun. Finding the right co-host or the right interview subjects can make your podcast a lot more approachable and engaging for your listener. It'll vary the rhythm of the show and bring new perspectives in. And I'll say this every single week, I guess. Listen to other shows and see how they use the dynamics of a conversation to keep things moving. And then adapt or copy or rip that off and give that to your audience. Thanks for listening. I Should Start a Podcast is a production of Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. You can sign up and start creating right now at anchor.fm. If you like this show, remember you can hear it on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or any other app you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show and get a new episode every Monday. Next time on the show, we're going to go over the nuts and bolts of packaging and distributing your podcast. If you want to get in touch, You can leave me a voice message. Some of you had some questions from the last episode, so let's hear them. Hi, guys. Thanks very much for that first episode. Uh, Russell here from the UK. Just interested to know, in your experience, how much time should, say, a 15-minute episode of a show take to create? Um, I know that's going to be different for everyone based on circumstances, Um, But I think you can really fall down a wormhole pretty quickly and end up spending hours and hours and sometimes even days uh, on a project like that. You're right. It totally varies from show to show and format to format. I'll tell you that this 15-minute episode took probably between 10 and 15 hours to put together, all told. But this is a really edited show. If you've done some kind of panel or back and forth show that could be significantly less or if you're doing something super edited it could be many many more kind of depends on what you're working on should i start a podcast yes i would love to hear whatever questions you have so i can plan future episodes just download the anchor mobile app 
search for I Should Start a Podcast and tap the message button. Thanks to the podcasters in this episode. You can find the Europeans on Anchor or wherever you listen to podcasts. And they're on Twitter at EuropeansPod. James T. Green is the director of audio at The Outline. You can hear their daily show, The Outline World Dispatch, here on Anchor or anywhere you listen to podcasts. My colleague Brendan Bigley produced all the music in this episode. You can find links to all of this stuff in the show description. Again, thanks so much for listening. I'm John Lago Marcino, and I'll be back next week with another episode of I Should Start a Podcast. Talk to you then.